Peter Thiel's hedge on deflation and inflation. What is he doing? Our thoughts also on the situation in New Zealand. Welcome to the Red to Black podcast with the host Warner and Mario. Mario. Yeah, so Peter Thiel made an interesting uh, wager or bet. Uh, so he bought, or his company, which he runs, bought $50 million, $50 million in gold bars and paid off all their debt, which is which is a counter bet. It's, it, it's going both directions. So number one, if you buy $50 million in gold, it's a hedge on inflation. If you bought $50 million of gold bars, you're betting that there's going to be inflation and that's going to do well. Gold bars are going to do well in hyperinflation or in a currency collapse. The, the value of those gold bars is going to at least keep up with inflation or exceed inflation. So you're betting that there's going to be inflation. Well, paying off debt is the opposite of betting on inflation. If there's going to be hyperinflation, you actually want debt because the, the, the cost to pay back that debt is lower and lower and lower the more inflation you have. So in essence, he made a bet on inflation with gold and by paying off using the rest of his cash flow to pay off all of his debts, wipe all those debts away, he's actually betting on deflation. Why is this interesting? Because Peter Thiel actually runs a private CIA or a private intelligence agency or corporation. I, I, I would argue that, that his company is actually has more intelligence than the CIA or any single intelligence ag agency, uh, you know, Israeli intelligence service, you know, UK, there's world-class intelligence agencies out there, Europe, Russia, Israel, uh, the United States, his company, is it pronounced, uh, Palantira? It's Palantir. I think it's uh, P-A-L-I-N-T-I-R. I think that's what it is. Palantir. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a type of intelligence platform that kind of goes outside of just the jurisdiction of America. It's, it's have, it has customers all over the world that use it for its ability to provide intelligence for, the, for their services or for their products to make wise decisions. So he he must well. Th there is a there is a theory that he sees something that has made him believe that it's wise to. He doesn't know exactly which what's going to happen, but something's going to happen, and he's basically hedged himself both on inflation and deflation. And I would also say personally, he has uh, at least one or two compounds in Wanaka, New Zealand, which is in the South Island of New Zealand. I've actually been down there. Beautiful area. It's like the Swiss Alps of the South Pacific. Uh, a nice lake in southern New Zealand, and he's kind of got his bunker slash plan B if things really get crazy where he can go to. So interesting guy, interesting. You know, he's worked at PayPal. He started a company, and he runs like a private CIA, you know, intelligent agency, and he's making some interesting bets. Warner, what are your thoughts? So multiple fascinating points you made, Mario, and there's multiple areas we can go off in on each of those points. I want to cover two things. Number one that inflation deflation bet and then why New Zealand? I mean, New Zealand's on this crazy ass lockdown. I'll explain later how these big boys get around these lockdowns it has to do with sovereignty and their ability to travel. And this is what I learned in Antigua when I was there a few months ago. So going to deflation inflation, well, he could have, he could have kept his debt and played the debt game in an inflationary environment, but instead he chose to ch choose gold. The reason why I think he chose gold is because not all, everyone says when you're going to inflationary environment, invest in, or 
raise your debt. But here's one key point they miss. It depends on the environment in which your debt is. Because if you're saying real estate, but you're in an environment where the prices, the inflation is not keeping up with the rents or the rents are keeping up with inflation, you're in no better off, better of a situation. So you just stacked on a bunch of debt. Your rents are not going up and maybe you now have more vacancies. You just screwed yourself. I think the reason why I chose gold is because gold has proven over thousands of years to be a hedge against inflation. Now, here's the key thing that most people uh, get wrong with gold, in my opinion. And I've listened to a lot of guys about this, George Gammon and others. And I think George Gammon gets and other guys do. But really, gold comes into play only when you have a currency reset. Because then what happens is the currency resets, right? And for that short amount of time, no one trusts the currency anymore. It's just like, I won't take that currency, but I'll take your gold and silver, depending on there's this bartering system starts popping up. Yeah, I'll take some of that gold because it maintains its value. And then as the banks readjust, and they start backing their currency or the new currency to gold to, to reestablish value and trust. Then there's this opportunity, this time where gold is a finite resource. The money has ex exploded. Your, your purchasing power in gold goes through the roof. You can now come in. A guy did this in Germany where he owns like a quarter after, uh, after their great Weimar Republic inflation. He owned a quarter of the country's like assets and resources because he bet on gold. Now, it's a small bet. It's a speculative bet on which way the market's going to go. But if you're a guy like Peter Thiel and you have tons of money, what is it, 50 million? Is, is, it's like it's a small bet, but it's a huge insurance policy. And then number two, one thing I realized when I went to Antigua, I, I would um, have the mornings where I'd go out with the boys in the afternoon I work, and I would drive over to the airport in Antigua, but i go to the backside of the airport. And the backside of the airport, there's this road that runs right along the ocean, really beautiful. And I kept driving by a few times. The second or third time I drove by, I noticed a like a gate on the other side. So there's a road. And then on this side is the airport. This side was like a little guardhouse and then the ocean. And I kept driving by to look at the jets on the tarmac. The road would kind of hook around the west side of the airport. I came back, parked right by this little guard shack. And I looked around the corner and there's this little boat dock, like beautiful boat dock with like stone lining down the dock. You normally see on a regular dock, just like cheap ass dock, just floating. But this dock was beautiful and had bumpers on the stones. So the boat didn't hit it. And I'm like, wait, there's a guard shack here. And then across the street, I forgot to mention, there was another guard shack, beautiful columns and guards house. And it was like the business executive center. So I started putting this together in my mind as being an ex-pilot, a military guy. I was like, oh, these guys jump from their G5 or Global Express, go through the gate, across the road, literally to their boat that picks them up to take them to their yacht. Why is that important? That's how Peter Thiel travels. The local authorities in New Zealand wouldn't even be able to touch him. He pulls in his yacht off however far. He knows the international standards, parks that bad boy out there, sovereign country, gets on a helicopter. Helicopter takes him to his land. Authorities try to show up. They're like, pound it, dude. And he's probably paid off most of them or, or put in, let's say, in a legal manner, has paid for an endowment on an organization that supports this politician or, or he's gotten dirty and has gotten dirt on the politician right? Whatever way he's worked it somehow, if he's a smart guy and these politicians show up at the door, he goes, 
no, we're not playing that. We're not playing that way today, boys. Most people, 99% of people can't play those games. So if you're not in that 1%, what Mari and I are suggesting is you want to be more mobile. You don't want to be caught in these environments if you can't create a sovereign domain and you can't travel from that domain via air or sea. That's our whole point. So there's two different classes. There's the high elite that travel on these sovereign channels. And then there's us down here fighting for the scraps. Your thoughts? Uh, so I think you can make, if you're a hard worker, if you're a dude, you can even be blue collar. Uh, you can be a blue collar dude and actually do this with your pri- with a private business. If you own a plumbing business, you own an HVAC business, you own an electrical company, you can be blue collar and do this. Make $1,000 a day, gentlemen. Go, tr- go to $1,000 a day, you're in the top 5%. And you can actually move like the top 1% or the top 0.01% like Peter Thiel. It doesn't actually have to be the, the exact way he moves, but you can move in a like manner. So go to $1,000 a day and then have your plan B and mobile assets to get you to your plan B. Warner and I, Warner is never going to tell you his exact location in Wyoming. I'll, I'll be I'll be real frank with you. Uh, it will not be hard to find me. I, I'm, I have no fear of people coming to my place. In fact, I invite you. And if you if you come there with with uh, with bad intentions, bring an army. You'll need it. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in Wyoming. That's my plan B spot. And you can move there. You you can get from Texas to Wyoming and move like the top one percent. If you can get to that thousand dollars a day, if you can get to the top five percent, which you can, it's doable with hard work and discipline and living low to the ground, producing more than you consume, you can make it to the five percent, uh, top five percent. You're not going to have a global. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. A G5, a global global express. It's one of the a global express. Okay, you're not going to have the ability on three hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars a year to buy a G5 and fly it directly to New Zealand if things get crazy. You can buy a pickup truck and drive to Wyoming to your Plan B spot if things get nuts on three hundred sixty-five thousand a year. So go to a thousand dollars a year, a thousand dollars a day, three hundred sixty-five a year, and have your insurance policy. I hate gold almost as much as I hate debt. Uh, I hate debt more than I hate gold. Uh, but so I'm not advocating gold. I'm not advocating uh, a bunch of debt. Uh, I think it's interesting what Peter Thiel's debt did. I think it's highly speculative Warner's position on his ability to pay off foreign uh, officials to be able to travel at ease. I do think that's how they do it. I, I've, I've heard firsthand of how they move uh, from perf- from uh, security professionals. I've, I've heard firsthand how these guys move and it's interesting how they come and go as they please. And there's actually really limited contact between them and outside forces or outside entities or government agencies. Uh, that being said, you can do that yourself. If, with, the, with, the, with prior planning, you can execute a very similar lifestyle, not exactly, but very similar to the top 1%. Warner, over to you. Yeah, so to talk about what you're saying, great points. There's, there's a difference between the really wealthy elite. They have what's called plausible deniability, meaning they always have a middleman that's protecting them, and he's in some sort of legal shield. So he's just like, no, I'm just executing for this guy. He'll get all the requirements, the jab, everything that's required. The guy at the top, you'll never see him. There's always a middleman, a middle asset that's being orchestrated, uh, controlled, scheduled, moving. And the guy at the top just comes in and out. He expects that there's this wall. There's a legal wall and there's a physical wall. For us individuals that are, say, at the $500,000 a year to a million dollars a year, or Myers about $365,000 if it's 1000 a day, Take out taxes. I, I would bump that up to five hundred thousand, probably. Get 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 down. Well, he's probably ta- yeah, net, net, net. Yeah, net, net. So, folks, net net one 
net $1,000 a day, net take home, net $1,000 a day. You're right. In some states like California, bump that to 600,000 to be able to net a thousand a day or 365, maybe 700,000 in the state of California. Go ahead, Warner. Yeah. So basically what's going to happen, there's always one way I learned this construction. If you always want to save money, if you're not that elite level, just do more of the legwork on your own. Like you could buy a bush plane, you know, I'm a pilot, so I know how to fly. You could have a bush plane, you could have an off-road truck. You could literally go on foot if you have the time, a boat, a simple boat. Just fi- yeah, figure out for your needs, what's the minimal product you require to move. And if you do a little bit of forethought, the, the majority of law enforcement individuals are going for the easy targets, going down the, the simple road. They're not going for the guy on like, I saw this podcast of these individuals that did the old, like the old supply routes through the US that settlers used to take. And they just follow these supply routes and dirt roads. Guys aren't back there. You know, there's, there's not some trooper back there seeing for you because he doesn't have time to go 60 miles back. His car breaks down then he's calling for this. Meanwhile, all the dudes that are going that way are just past him going like this. There's no way. He's going on pre-approved roads, taking, you know, the fat, dumb, and happy way. Always, if you can't get to the Peter Thiel level, which most of us can, it just, it's, it's just so stacked against you. Go do the legwork yourself that like we learned in the military and you can get around most obstacles. If you're just willing to go like, instead of going the paved path, bushwhack through the hard ass path, you'll find a way through. Those are the final thoughts. Anything on your end, Mario? I just think for my optistic ne- nephews, it's going to be very easy to understand where I'm doing business and where my plan B is. Uh, they're going to know my cycling routes based on Strava. So yeah, I plan on doing business in Austin, Texas, and I plan on having a plan B up in Wyoming and how I get between those two places. There's, I'm going to have multiple options and friends with multiple options. So uh, I think you follow, you follow the 1%, you follow what these, what the big boys are doing. And you're probably going to be able to ride out a few storms. Uh, thanks for your time. Or yeah, yeah. The answer really You bring up really good points is the multiple options, and we've talked about this in another podcast, always have plan A, B, not just B, C, D, E, F, and G. Like I have a homestead here, I have a homestead here. And, and here's the thing, guys, it may seem daunting and gals, it always isn't daunting at the beginning, but create a 20-year, like we talked about investing, a 20 to 30-year plan. I'm going to get this in this 30 years. I'm going to back plan it out until now. Okay, I'm going to do the homestead at this year, five-year mark. I'm going to do the boat at the 10-year mark. I'm gonna, but what we do is we get so overwhelmed, I can't even do that, that you never take a step forward. Just take one step forward to your goal every day. And if you take 365 steps, let's just say decide to take one action a day, that's a lot of actions at the end of each of the year. 365 actions will catapult you in some direction. Mm-hmm.